Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Call Demands Answers show every Tuesday and Friday. But look, Demanders, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to me on your favorite streaming platform so you guys can stay updated with the Call Demands Answers show. Guys, share this podcast to three of your friends and comment under my posts. You know, I want to engage more with my fans. So if you guys do that, I can be better and I can give you guys a better learning experience. Other than that, episode 28 with Mike Cogsall. Check it out. Nothing is absolutely, nothing is off the table except for things that are off the table. Yeah. We're not, this is not an interview. It was almost like an interview last time. I liked the episode, but it was just like, I literally spent three hours just trying to edit it and I could only get it to where either you sounded really good or I sounded really good, but the other person sounded like dog shit. So I couldn't figure it out. Well, there's a learning curve. You're yeah. a professional podcaster now. What'd you say? You're a professional podcaster now. I wouldn't say professional. I would say yeah. I am an amateur podcaster. <laughs> um, so like the 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 site I use, like the the home site I use to like distribute it, it um it like tells you how many hours of listeners you get and like if you're like a newbie amateur kind of thing like that. And I'm finally in the amateur category. Really? Podcasting. That's pretty cool. How many hours do you need? to hit that mark i think it's like 70 hours to be like a professional of wow. listening i think i'm at like 17 hours right now people people have listened to me that's crazy it's a lot that's of hours to listen to me talk yeah that's that's a lot of time i've honestly only really heard positive things though i mean obviously no one would tell me the negatives but but like from other people like people who like know me and stuff have like listen to it and they've been like oh this is actually like good like you're actually like like teaching me things or like you're really like listening to the other person and like really engaging in a conversation yeah i listened to a couple episodes before we did the last one just to see you know what it's about and i was in, it was engaging the whole time i was impressed yeah it's uh it's it's an art form i've learned how to like i mean obviously i'm not perfect at it but like I've kind of taken from people that I, I like engage with. So, I mean, I have to admit that I do like Logan Paul's podcast. Um, but he it's just because he's so – it's different because he's like a YouTuber and everything, and he's so crazy. His family's so crazy. So he has something crazy all the time, and that's why it's engaging. But I also, like, I love the Joe Rogan experience, and I love uh, a bunch of other, like, academic podcasts. So, like, the main thing is, though, I take Joe Rogan's style – I try to at least, or I don't even really try to, it just kind of happens that way because I like, it's just like, I feel like it just is comfortable to do that. And then I try to like pull from different things and then make it my own to where it's like a conversation, but like I can stir it wherever I want. Yeah. Well, probably most podcasts are a tad derivative of Joe Rogan since he was. Here's the thing, bro. Most podcasts are like one specific thing, you know? Like, I always look at, like, okay, how to, like, get better at podcast. I, I, like, just, like, do research and stuff. And um, everyone's, like, uh, if your podcast is about radio or, like, about podcasts about making computers, then do it. And I'm just, like, bro, mine's, like, kind of, like, I sit down with people and I just kind of go into some crazy shit. Yeah, that's fine. You know what as I learned? A, Keep going. As a grandpa, as you would call me, the last episode was pretty cool. So I don't know anything about uh, who would you interview? A SoundCloud rapper is that is that accurate uh or a tiktok rapper um tiktok influencer yeah yeah i'm not plugged in but it was very interesting uh that was a 
that was Avion. That was a good episode. Um, yeah, pretty cool. And then I had after him, I had, dude, I cannot keep track. Um, who did I have on after him? I had on a the executive producer of a YouTube channel, and then I had on a history major, and then I had on. Who was last? Because I've done a bunch of episodes, but I haven't released them yet. So it's like trying to figure out which ones I posted. And then I had on last was a, um, oh, he was, he's like a Twitch streamer is the last guy I had on. Cool. Yeah, it's a good mix. I think that's a fun way to do it. Plus you get to learn a lot on your way. So No, definitely. That's kind of why I did it. I love like, just like my favorite thing about listening to like uh, certain podcasts and like, my style, I would say, is like inter, like not really, it's like a long conversation and I'm the driver, you know? I like being the driver and I like taking it wherever I think the, not the audience, I, I'd like taking the audience with me, but I like taking it where I think the, the guest I have on is subconsciously taking us, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, I just do it like I do it subconscious too. But um, it's, it's, it's engaging because every, at, at any point too, I'm so, a thing about me too is I'm so like not like I can't think of the word like off topic but I just like say random things at random times that engages all the time so like we could be talking about this and I could just be like microphones what do you think a microphone like how do you think that it was invented you know I could just be like that and then and so they'll be like the yes will be like what and then they'll we'll get into that and then it's it makes not only does it make the listener keep listening the entire time but it also makes, or I, I mean, I don't know, but it also makes like my guests is the real reason I see it is because it makes them like in their own mind, like have to like keep on staying with us, you know? Right. But all right. Microphones. What do you think is a mic? Who do you think invented <laughs> a microphone and why do you think, when do you think they did it? I think you need to tell me a thing or two about microphones. You must've learned a lot in the past week or two having lost an episode. I think microphones, I think one day some guy was yelling into yelling into something and it like a like i think a bull i think the bullhorn it had to have been the, politics you think so right? some some speaking candidate, speaking yep standing on a corner yeah just yelling into a bullhorn he's like man i wish i could poison people from more than 100 yards away you know what i think is insane though the fact that we figured out vinyl <clears throat> before like anything Oh yeah, that is pretty crazy. You know I what mean, I mean? Do it with like the speakers off and just listen to the sound it makes against the needle. It's like, isn't it? It's pretty cool. It's it adds it's actually emitting the song. That's like, wild. Off the vinyl, yeah. No, it's cool. it's weird to me that we figured that out before we figured out a microphone. Yeah, that's a trip. Although I don't know what a, a microphone is made out of at all. It's just to me, it's a magic amplifying device. And vinyl, you can see it, and so it yeah. freaks you out, right? Well, like it's. It's, it's, it amazes me that we figured that out before we figured out recording anything. Like, did, like, I mean, obviously, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what a recording is. I'm going to cut it into wax before Mm -hmm. putting it on a disc or something. But here's the the thing, though, about like recordings and everything. It's like, then you can get into like, what the hell is the internet? We don't really even know what the internet is. We don't even know how powerful the internet is, but it like, it's, it's there. We know it. it. It's like, it's like potential or like something that doesn't exist, but it exists throughout everyone. It's like, we know what potential is. Like you go up to a kid and you're like, you have a lot of potential, but that, that doesn't exist. 
there's no potential that like you right. can just go grab. It's the same thing with the internet. You can't go grab the internet, but you can grab like your phone and use the internet. Yeah, that's a trip. I think the potential is Skynet, right? That's the end game. Yeah. Artificial intelligence domination. Yeah, I think the I think what's it's gonna happen is one day we're gonna be fused with artificial intelligence. Yeah, I think Elon Musk is on his way to doing that right now. Yeah, Neuralink. Yeah, he's digging tunnels and yeah. chipping our brains. What's gonna happen? Here's my my iRobot thesis. I'm gonna call this the iRobot thesis that I made up in my own head. And if someone else made it up, fuck you guys. I made it up. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to put the neural links in and it's going to be mandated by all companies one day. So that in like, I don't know, maybe a thousand years, 500 or a thousand years, everyone's going to have something like a neural link. And then shortly over time, it, the AI is going to take over consciousness and it's going to, we're all going to be artificially, artificially manufactured human beings. We're going to be like what the Nazis wanted to do. We're all going to be one yeah, thing. One big robot. Do you watch Rick and Morty? No, I've seen an episode, but... So Rick and Morty is like, I love it. But also there's this episode where like he sleeps with a planet. It's Unity. So she's like, she like takes over planets. And so like all the people are her, you know? I think that's one day what we're going to all be. We're all going to be the consciousness of the artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's horrifying. But could they, if the brain's a bunch of circuits, right? I mean, as a... Yeah. a lay person's perspective and you install Neuralink into the circuitry. Could you just short circuit the whole thing and put someone down? That's See, this is my thing. We started talking about, I can't remember. I think it was with Bobby, but I started talking about how Elon Musk wants um, driving self-driving cars and everything. And then the Neuralink. And then I heard on one of the Joe Rogan podcasts, like what's going to stop someone from hacking your brain. People can hack anything. Yeah. Oh, good point. So they're going to hack your brain or they didn't say that, but they were talking about hacking the cars and just crashing the cars when they're self-driving. But then I was thinking, what about your brain? Who's like, they're going to be able to hack your brain Mm -hmm. and just crash you into a wall or kill somebody. Yeah. You're, you're sleeping and your, your arm starts moving. You start hearing voices. You start choking your wife. Start choking your wife. (laughs) That's what I'm like. Oh shit. What happened? Remote murder. Yeah, that's intense. Did you just see my light turn off? My entire oh, yeah. light's just turned off. Hopefully this recording is still recording. It says it is on mine. But then you look at him and he's he's um, boring out tunnels. You know, like that's some pretty base level shit compared to Neuralink and proliferation of electric cars. Um, you know, someone should have thought of tunnels before. Yeah, well, they did. I just don't think in this application, driving electric cars through them. Um, well, actually, that's probably not true. That yeah, that probably came up. That that's just a subway, right? But with your own. I think he wanted. Yeah, I think it's like a subway. Because I mean, all right, but why is it easier to drive under the ground than it is on top of the ground? That doesn't make sense. Oh, because you have to go like this. I guess because like roads twist and turn and under the ground you can just go straight. I have no idea. I guess there's more what would you call it? There's more Are there gonna be police down there? Is there gonna be a speed limit in the tunnels? I don't know. I think they're all test self driving Teslas down there, right? Or they're on a track or something. Yeah, but will there be a speed like can can a self driving car get pulled over? 
And who gets the ticket for it? It wouldn't get pulled over. I bet you they would just mark it and send it to the software developer. Like, hey, you messed up. But that's even scarier because then, because here's my whole thing about crashing cars. You know, you fucked up or someone else fucked up a human error, which is fine. But like if it, AI fucks up and you die because of it or someone dies because of it, that's horrible. Yeah. Is that sadder? That's way sadder. Hmm. Like, even like drunk driving, we know who killed it. There's someone to blame. Yeah. But AI? Well, it'd be whoever developed the software, right? Be some guy but, in Northern California. The problem is like, the problem with it is uh, if he develops a mass software and that's just one of the many, which is bound to happen with any mass software. Sure. Yeah. Is it really his fault? Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be an interesting area of the law. Cause of the, I was just about to get into that. Yeah, that's, well, there's several firms in town, as you know, as everybody who drives around Vegas knows and sees the billboards. Um, their businesses are almost entirely car accident generated. So I wonder what they're thinking. I wonder what those backroom meetings sound like right now with the advent of self-driving technology. Is the reason that they put billboards on like freeways and stuff because they're car crash firms and that's I'm the sure. best place to put them? I'm sure a small percentage of their clients are people who crash on the freeway and look up and go, oh, that's my attorney. Small percentage. Otherwise, it's just uh, trying to get your name. Name recognition. You know, name recognition so that, you know, you drive past it five years in a row and then you get rear-ended and just even consciously or subconsciously, you go, oh, knock me. Well, that's the whole thing with uh, political campaigns too, with yard signs. Yeah, Um, sure. Or anything or any billboard. Yeah. So I took, we did a big, uh, I, I took a campaign class this, for my civic engagement this uh, semester. And I basically worked for a campaign and we learned about name recognition. I read countless articles about name recognition. And the cool thing about name recognition is like they made a fake yard sign in an election. Right. And um, like they put it right on the elementary school where parents drove by to drop off their kids. Um and like it was something crazy, like thirty three percent. Like, and then they sent out a ballot to those people. It was like something crazy, like thirty three percent voted for that guy in their top three. The guy that doesn't exist. The guy that doesn't exist. And no, I think so. The craziest thing was like they put like three people that didn't exist, or like two people. It was like somebody, the yard sign, and then somebody else, um, just like a random name, because they didn't want it to just be like just random, you know, like oh that you know. So they put like two other names that had uh, that were not real, and then people that were real, and like the the person with the fake name that didn't have the yard sign had the same amount of votes as a real person, as but the person with the yard sign had like a, a like a standard deviation above. That's crazy. Um, and I was like, bro. And it doesn't – and the thing about that is it doesn't work in, like, Trump versus Hillary elections or Trump versus Biden elections because everybody's hearing that and everybody knows it. It only works for, like, low-information low campaigns, uh, yeah. city council, um, even mayoral to an extent, not really. But, uh, like, mayors of, like, smaller cities, definitely not. But like, but, like, definitely, like, city council, even, like, Senate races sometimes. Hmm. Uh, state government, state senate, state assembly. What's fun yeah. to watch are those judicial elections because all they have are signs, pictures, and whether or not they're incumbents and gender. And that's all that you can pick these guys or girls for. Do white old guys get picked a lot of the time just because they're white old guys? 
No, just the opposite. Just this, this most recent time, there were like 30 judges up for election. And understandably, the population was overwhelmed. I mean, you get your ballot, you flip the page, and there's a bunch of people you've never heard of, and you have to pick between them. And it seemed like uh, women were getting, oh, no, not it seemed like, women were, they, they uh, were chosen more often than men by a, a ton. Like, uh, there was this one guy that was running for judge. He probably spent about $100,000, $150,000, and he campaigned, and he had a website and the whole thing. And then um, a woman, public defender, who will probably be an excellent judge. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not disparaging our newest judges. She paid the candidacy fee, the filing fee, and then nothing else. And she, she won. She won the election. So she paid a filing fee of like 200 bucks or whatever it is. And she, she beat the guy who campaigned. And, and, that's uh, wild. And, yeah, pretty crazy. It's, but I mean, that's what you give the voters. You give yeah. them a gender and a picture and you expect them yeah. to make a, I mean, you have to be an attorney for 10 years to run. So you can't just mm -hmm. anybody willy nilly run for it. So, um, but it's, there's still judicial races are interesting for that reason. Um, I, I've always thought it's insane how the president appoints Supreme Court for life. Like, oh, that's that one, yeah. I mean, obviously you can like, there's like, if they're too old and they're not fit and stuff like that, or they're like not on good behavior. I like how it says not good behavior. You can just kick them out. Yeah, but I always I thought that was wild. I don't think that's ever happened. No, no, it has not ever happened. Are you sure? The good behavior thing? Yeah, no, no one's ever been. Oh, there. good behavior. I think there's gotta be, there had to be at least one judge who was, they were like, yeah, you might be losing your mind. You're out of here. On the federal bench, there have been a couple, uh, but like in the district courts mm -hmm. and probably the appellate court too. I'm not sure, but not the Supreme court. It's always been retirement or death. Um, what is it called when a justice like dies or retires? They get what? Like a Supreme court justice, they get placed in that one place. You know what I'm talking about? They get like, it's kind of like an honor, like a oh, wall of honor. In state? Huh? Lying in state. Something like that. Um, they refused to give the guy who wrote uh, Dred Scott for like 30 years after his. Oh, really? Yeah, they like held on to him. They were finally like, all right, fine. But yeah, they refused to give it to him. I can't, it was, it was this uh, chief justice. I just can't remember who it was. I can see his face. Yeah, that's name. Do you think, there's, it's impossible to have a quota system for representatives, right? What kind of a quota? Gender or race. Gender. No, that'd be that'd be impossible, on a few different constitutional levels. Yeah, It'd be a violation. Speed. Like how would that, how would that work? You could only put women up for certain seats. Um, you would have to put a certain amount of women up in certain districts. I would guess. Yeah, that'd be a violation of equal protection, and due process, and I don't know, probably everything. On a certain level, you could find it to be a violation of every part of the constitution. It's it's weird when you. Or, uh, well, no, the federal law or state. It's weird when you start getting into, like, like professions that are dominated by one or the other gender. Like, I, I always hear Jordan Peterson saying, like, bricklaying is, like, 99% men. You're going to have a quota. Are you going to have a – are you going to have a quota system for construction? Like, no. Right. But, like, they, but in jobs that they want – like business management, they are like, oh, we need quota systems. And it's like, well, then how do you decide which, what systems of like private practice gets quota systems and what systems just you let the system play out, you know? 
Yeah, quotas are interesting. The Supreme Court has kind of gone back and forth on that. Um, when I had, I think it was my third year of law school, this Texas college decision had just come down and um, it's a lot of vast, there's a lot of vacillating Supreme Court as far as quotas go, but I think they're backing away from it now. I got to pee real quick. I'll be right back. Okay, how about it? My listeners got to think like I have the smallest bladder of all time. The amount of times I pee in an episode is usually like at least twice. I drink a lot of water. All right. I got to stay hydrated. I got to stay fit. I still do play a college sport. Yeah. It's important. Drink your water. Speaking of sports, you used to play indoor soccer. Oh yeah. I was the indoor Pele. Cardio <laughs> like for me. Do you remember that day? I don't know if you remember the game, but I got kicked out because a guy kept telling me I was spitting on the floor. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that guy was so mad at me. Like he he the came ref. up. Yeah, the ref. I scored like so I had scored three. I'd scored four goals, not to toot my own horn, but like you can only score three, remember? Oh, right, right. And then you I'm got ca- yeah, and then like he was like he came up to me and started yelling after my fourth goal and he was like, It doesn't count, but he was like he was like he was like, you spit again? You're out of here. And I was like, all right, I'm sorry. And then, like, I didn't even spit. I hit, like, a ball to Chris, like a, a fade to Chris almost. And and uh, he was like, you're out of here. And he started, like, screaming in my face. You're pissed. Dude, he gave me a red card. I didn't even get a blue card. I got a red card. I was like, I didn't even do anything. He must have known you from, from some earlier time. Maybe. Some of those guys, I was 16 years old, and some of those guys used to take it me like so rough. They used to like try to slam me into walls and things like. They were like 30 year old men, and I was yeah. 16. That sounds right. There was some. There were some aggressive people we played yeah. against. I remember this one guy almost uh, got in a fight with Chris, and then almost got in a fight with Chris's dad. <laughs> Chris's dad, you know, he's like, what are you doing? he's laughing, and you know, he's not going to fight. Fight anybody. Yeah, to fight anybody. Bro, they used to get so mad at me. Because, I mean, at that point, I was still very in shape and good at the soccer. Um, so I was like this young. And you, you, all right, granted, you had to be 18, and I was not anywhere near. I think I might have been 17. But um, I was just schooling these guys, and they used to get so mad. And we still lost. We still used to lose. Yeah, but that's their thing. And you just, you're coming up and taking it from them. Yeah. Challenging their their position they're like angry at the young kid so sad that did genuinely ruin it for me that one guy that was trying to pick a fight with everybody like i'm out of here i'm not on our team what are you talking about no he's on this i still i still remember he's on the black and purple team i don't know who it was but he was so aggressive it just killed killed everything i just remember every game i tried to get chris a goal Every game, every single game, I try to get Chris a goal. Yeah, you guys were good. Um, fun times, fun times. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um, I to the bar. I needed to, I needed to get out there, run up and down the course like a dummy. Wait, you weren't a lawyer yet? No, I was studying for the bar. That was my, that was my release. Indoor soccer. <laughs> I didn't know you weren't a lawyer yet. I guess so. You were like what, twenty three? 24? Yeah, probably, yeah. When did you go to law school? 2014 to 2017. You went right after school? Yeah, I think I started when I was 20. How? 21? Probably 21. Huh? When's your birthday? September of 92. 
Okay, so you graduated at 21. Yeah, okay. That sounds right. Yeah, because I'm about to graduate at 22 because my birthday is in March. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, how are you? Yeah, okay. So you started and you turned 22 probably. Probably, yeah. And then you turned 23 and then you were going to turn 24, but you graduated. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. Something like that. How old are you now? 28? Yep. Okay. That makes sense. Old, dude. That's not that old. I'm going to be honest with you. That's pretty young. I I think you are. Wait. No, I had my mom on before. Oh, someone's here. Hopefully, I don't got to go open this this door. Um, Dude, that was the worst park I've ever seen a FedEx driver do. He's like this. He's, for the listeners, he's sideways in the middle of the road. Not near my door at all. They're busy. They're in emergency mode. Oh, shit. He's dropping off a big-ass package. Yeah, they really are, though, because there's nobody, like, really sh- – I mean, everyone's still going to the mall and stuff, but like, everyone's really using Amazon and, like, shipping more than anything else. I got a ton of stuff off Amazon and not, like, a bunch of Amazon stuff either. I got, like – my brother needed a I, – I got him some Christmas stuff and – like things you would normally go to Cabela's to get, but Amazon has it now. So Amazon world domination, dude. I ordered almost everything on Amazon. Yeah, so did my mom. But what the hell is Cabela's? Oh, that's like Bass Pro Shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to make me open this door. Oh, no, he left. He was just standing there for a while. Um, <clears throat> do, you have a, do you watch sports? No, I did. I was watching hockey because we got it. And uh, I grew up in upstate New York for a minute. And so I was glad to go back to hockey. But I don't think I'm going to watch anymore because of that San Jose call. Like, that bummed me out big time. I have no idea what you're talking about, so you're going to have to explain. Oh, really? When they we got this uh, bullshit foul and San Jose scored like five goals on us and knocked us out of the playoffs? Wasn't that 2017? No, 2018. Um, no, all I remember is the only thing, only memory I have is, so when they first started, they used to have watch parties outside, and they were going to the Stanley Cup, like they was in the playoffs. They yeah, that was watch, They had these watch parties. Hear me out. Awesome. We had these watch parties outside of the stadium. And me, Chris, and a bunch of our buddies went, like, and we went early in the day, because we knew, like, Little John was performing, and I think Lodge was performing, and there was only, like, a thousand people out there, right? And, and then like, and then it became like, it grew and it grew to like 10,000 people just outside. And they started yeah. selling, they, they gated it off and they started selling tickets to get in. And then a hundred thousand people came and they like closed it and you couldn't even get in. And there was a hundred thousand people out there and me and Chris and all of are right in the middle of all of it. Like we're just kicking it, doing our own thing, like dancing. We started dancing with these 50, these middle-aged moms. <laughs> Great times. But yeah, yeah, it was like 100,000 people out there, and we didn't pay or anything. We were just kicking it. That was great. That was the first season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after every advancement from like round one to round two, the crowd went from 100 to 1,000, 1,000 to 10,000. You're, you're right. By the time it got to round three, I think, they were starting to sell tickets to get it on, on the promenade in front of the stadium. I'm talking about one game. Yeah. I can't remember what game it was. Um. But we, oh, you're I, saying the crowd grew during yeah. the course of one game? One game. Yeah. Well, this is like, I think it was second round. 
I think it was when we were playing the Sharks, but don't hold me to that. No, yeah. I think it's it might have be been the Stanley third. Cup. It's got to be it second or third, probably, or or the. Stanley it was Cup. third. It was the. It, I think it was either. It was the game before um, the Nationals. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, third round, so yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, we went out there, and we went out there early, and little John was performing. I just remember we were like, shots, shots, and we were just dancing. And we were like right in the middle, and then it grew, and they closed it off, and they were selling tickets. And then oh, it that's great! Was everyone out? And there was people like over by the parking lot, like, like partying. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I thought you meant over the course of several games. Well, I mean, I'm sure it did the several games too, but it was one game, and I was like, what? Show up at noon and uh, start start the day within the gate so you didn't have to buy a ticket. That's awesome. Did you grow up here in Vegas? No. No, mostly upstate New York and Reno. Ew. Reno? I know. It's like the worst Las Vegas ever. Yeah. Isn't there casinos and stuff there too? It's uh, busted, generic, knockoff Vegas. Yeah, there's casinos there. At least it's not Carson City. Yeah, that's Carson City is, is a little worse. Reno does suck, though. I agree. Um, do you like Las Vegas? I love it. I'm never leaving. This place is never. great. No. Well, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Retirement. I don't know. I don't see myself retiring, though, so I don't know. Yeah. Wait till you have kids. You'll, maybe. You'll, you'll retire. Wait, wait till they're, they're all adults, you know? Yeah. I like New Orleans a lot. That's out of that's out of the blue. Well, I don't know. It's another party town, right? You know, here's my thing. Why are the Utahns called jazz? That is a great question. I is think it's because they moved from the south, but like change the name. They probably bought the franchise out of the south. Probably it's right. Called the polyamorous. <laughs> Sorry. If I offended anyone, I apologize. Um, <laughs> the Utah Polys. That's good. Actually, that is pretty good. The Utah Fundamentalists. That's great. The Utah Mountains. Just Mountains. The Colorado Coors Light Cans. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Um, you know, last time we were here, and no one's going to get to hear it, but we talked about – the philosophy of war. Yeah, just war theory. Do you want to get back into that? I would love to. I don't, yeah, sure. Um, let's give a little, let's give a little um, footnote for the listeners who have no idea what we're talking about. So last time we were here, we were arguing about what most wars are not just and then the definition of just based on that definition of a just war. So here, here's my, what I was saying. I was saying that one, most wars are not only economic problems. They are based on a fundamental problem with humans interacting with other humans and culture. Two, if you say that just is the manner of acting morally that does not mean it means acting rationally because it could be rational, but you can be rational, but immoral or irrational and moral. That's what we were talking about. Go. Yeah, I agree. That's not rational. In, in war, 
and this is this idea is from that book, The Abolition of Man, I was telling you about. Uh, it's rational to abandon the foxhole, but it's there's something that keeps you there, some sort of pride, national pride, something, but it's not rational to stay in the foxhole and keep fighting through the winter. Uh, you know, keep the stalemate up for six months of negative zero temperature or below zero temperature, I mean. So I totally agree with you. Morality and rationality are divorced. Uh, most, most wars probably are unjust, but I think we started, I think we talked about, no, we didn't actually, like uh, the Sunni and the Shia, two different groups and uh, two different Muslim groups who war with each other. And it's not based on economy. It's just a uh, cultural or religious difference. So yeah, I totally agree. I think that's where we ended up. So here's the, the thing that strikes me as odd about Hitler in World War II. So you would say the rational move during World War II is if you want to win, this is not my argument. This is argument of people way smarter than me. So if I botch it, I apologize. But it does make me think. Um, basically, number one is you don't invade Russia in the winter, especially when you have a peace pact with them. And two, you don't you, – you make your slaves in the concentration camps work for you you don't speed up the genocidal process. You know, you win the, you slow down the genocide, you win the war, then you do genocide. But instead, Hitler and the Nazis sped up the genocide when they were losing and then invaded Stalin. So it was almost like he didn't even rationalize his immoral stance. He was irrational and immoral. He just wanted to do the most destruction. Yeah, and that's why he's, that's why um, he comes up in every argument on the internet. Like he's used as the archetypical bad guy, right? Yeah. Uh, Hitler comes up. What's the what's the law called? There's some law in logic where uh, Hitler will come up after 20 minutes in an argument on the internet. But he's the guy. He's the one you always say. Like we were talking about moral relativism and absolute absolute morality last time. Uh, well, if you have relative relativism in, in your morality, then you can justify anything, like the genocide, you know, or the Holocaust. So Hitler always comes up, he's the archetypical bad guy. It's probably because he was acting, well, I mean, aside from genocide, but he's acting immorally and irrationally, and that's re repulsive to human and all human instinct, right? And here's the thing about Stalin and even Mao, to an extent. They were might be, you, some, somebody could make the argument that they were more evil, evil, just evil, than Hitler. For but, sure. But... But they were in their own set of ideologies rational. They made rationality like they – this is for the Communist Party. This is the new Great Leap or whatever you call it, the Great Leap Forward. You know, they rationalized their violence, and, and they did it through a doctrine that had already been called a science in, in the 19th century. So – they rationalized their immoral stances, whereas Hitler was irrational, immoral, and evil, and he stood for everything that everyone was against. Yeah, that's really interesting. I had never thought about that. I've, when it comes up here and there, I've wondered why or how Stalin and Mao got away with it, and they did some evil shit. I mean, a ton of evil shit, really horrifying stuff, and how would they get away with it? And if it really is just that they did it for a reason— is that, that's really troubling to me. 
Well, the craziest thing that I've ever heard about was in East Berlin, in East Germany, when they, when the Communist Party was um, mm-hmm. was uh, had, had control over it. Um, one out of three people were spies, Soviet spies. That means if you have a family of six, two people in your family are spying on you, your brother or your dad, you know? Awful. Horrifying. Everybody was lying about everything. You know, you know, it's like shit today where uh, there's this campaign on Twitter to call your family out on Thanksgiving. Call, go call grandma out for supporting whatever political candidate she's not supposed to support. That's some communist shit right there. Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird how like we were founded on the basic principles of argument and debate and like having people from all different corners of the world, like a melting pot and just arguing our differences so we could grow. And now it's like, if you don't really agree, you're an idiot. And yeah, and you, I think what makes people smart is that the fact that they know they're idiots on it. And that sounds retarded of me to say, but also I'm an idiot to my own stretch of my own nature. I don't know anything that any academic in any situation of <clears throat> thinking knows. Like I know certain things and I've read and I'm, I would say my IQ is not like low, but I'm not like, if you ask me any question that actually matters, I don't know the answers. Like if you asked me how Neuralink works or how, why law works in what ways, why we even have law, I can't answer these questions for you. You could probably boil it back to religion and the 10 commandments, especially, but you, you know, like the fact that humans figured out how to make a social contract between each other and not murder at the same time. It's insane. Pretty wild. Yeah. I used to think I didn't know anything and that I was stupid for that also, but it actually is not, it's not stupid. Um, it's what Socrates said, right? All I know is I know nothing. So acknowledging just how dumb you are is actually a pretty solid move. Now, Socrates was arrogant. He was an arrogant, yeah, he was an asshole, but he did say all yes, I know. Yes, he did. <laughs> he was on his, in his apology, they said, yeah. look, he, they said, look, we just need you to stop doing what you're doing. And he, goes, he says, I think you should give me a prize. <laughs> Well, we're gonna give you death. He, no, they, they were like, "Well, then leave. Like, go do this somewhere else." And he was like, "Nah, I'm gonna stay doing what I'm doing." And then they were like, "Well, then we're gonna kill you." And he was like, "So be it." All right. Yeah. Only God knows my fate. What a guy. That's but all he had to do was just stop. But honestly, he is the arch like what you were saying. He's the archetypal like uh, stoicist or like the um, arrogant um, like Rick from Rick and Morty. I know you don't watch the show, but he's like this arrogant, super smart guy. It's the arrogance of the intellect. The smarter you are tends to be a lot of the times the more arrogant you are. The more wise you are tends to be more the less arrogant you are. That's kind of how I see it. The more, the more intelligent you are, you tend to be more arrogant. The more wise you are, you tend to be more um, like not less arrogant. But wisdom does not have anything to do with IQ. You, know? you can learn from life as you get older. And you can be, get way wise and be, have a low IQ, but you can never be like, you can't do that with IQ, you know? Yeah. Maybe what, maybe cause one's natural, that being natural intelligence and wisdom is earned through making a fool of yourself. So you, you gain humility that way. Well, here's the thing too about it. Like who's to say one's better than the other, you know? Yeah. Who's just say intelligence is good, you know? I think about it sometimes when I have these retarded thoughts and I just sit on them and I don't know the answers to them and but I ponder on them all the time. I always think like, is it really 
like would I really want to be a genius? You know? Yeah, I think wisdom is probably better because the scoreboard on your life is happiness, right? And if if you're super smart, um, statistically speaking, you're probably not very happy. Depends on what you value because sometimes some people would say that your happiness is way less important than the happiness of the people around you that you love, like your son or like your daughter or like your parents or your wife, you know, someone say, as long as they're happy, I'm happy, you know? So, I mean, I guess if you're, you, you, you could throw your own happiness in there, but I feel like, especially kids and stuff, you know, a lot of people, they work jobs that they don't want to work, but they know that it gives them money so that their kids can have a better life than they could. Right. It's like the American dream, isn't it? Yeah, totally. And if that's, if that is how it's scored, then I vote for wisdom again, because Again, if you're very smart, you're probably unhappy and you're probably kind of an asshole, you know, thinking about things too much, making the people around you miserable. That's my experience with very smart people. <laughs> Maybe I'm prejudiced. I think it's, again, if they're very smart and not very wise, yes. But if they're yeah, yeah. wise, they know when to stop talking. Sure, you probably both. I'm learning how to stop talking um, through this and how to actually listen to people. and how It's weird. Sometimes... Um, I don't want to say this. Uh, um, what? But basically, I find myself in certain conversations um, diving into my podcast argument on po- uh, podcast uh, mindset. And it, anyone who's never done more than one podcast or like I, I've done, I don't know, like I was saying 30 something now. Um, and I'm, I'm sure it just keeps getting better. Like they, you get into a mindset, you know, you get into your art form. It's like, if you're doing anything creative, you get into it. And I find myself in conversations with people all the time, getting into that mindset and getting into this like conversation where like, it's almost like a hyper engagement where it's like, there's this engagement that's not usual engagement throughout like natural conversations. Yeah, totally. It, it ha- it's totally unusual. I'm sure it's got to change the way it's got to change the way you think. I mean, if I did 30 of these at an hour a piece, I would, I would, I might start thinking differently. I'd start talking to people differently. Like, how do you talk to the cashier at a grocery store? You jump into podcast mode on accident sometimes. Well, what I've noticed is like, well, two things. One, I'm just, I just naturally give out compliments now. Like I'll be, like I was at the grocery, I was at the convenience store and this guy was wearing this NBA jacket that I liked. And I was like, I really liked that jacket. And it was just like, I just started talking to him about something. And like, I told my girlfriend, I was like, one, it's always better to be positive than negative, you know? Um, like it's always better to give out this positive energy because like I just made that guy's day probably. And if, even if I didn't, he's going to be better right now. You know, I get, I've been getting compliments on this podcast and I just can't not smile every time I see one. Um, but, um, flip side. And then also like, yeah, like if I'm just like, I just talk to people like usually like, like not, I've always been a speaker and a talker, but like, not that I got nervous from like public speaking or like talking, but like, you know, you get a little butterflies talking to someone new and stuff, but that literally just has gone away. Like I don't get nervous when I'm about to speak to anyone. No, that's really cool. That's, that's really beneficial. That's great. It takes, it takes balls to host a podcast and, uh, and talk to people out in public and compliment some guy on his Jersey or whatever. So it's good to get in the habit of doing that. I think. It does change the way you think though. It's, I'm sure if you like ask Joe Rogan, his, the way he thinks is way different the way 
uh, I think, but also like just like from doing it, like fifteen thousand times, like fifteen hundred times. I mean, like that's a lot of times. At like, and he does like three hours at a piece, almost two to three hours a piece, yeah. and like to do and and it's different because like I could probably do that if we were in person. Definitely, I could definitely do that if we were in person. It's just harder online. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the way like the interview style, like questions just fly in my head every time I'm listening to someone now. Like just mul- like four or five questions. And it's like, I can't really remember all of them. So the most important one that comes to my head, I, I, I keep it in the back, but I continue to listen. What I used to do was listen. And I'm not going to bag on Chris right now because I was the same way, but Chris, this is the way Chris thinks. And this is the way I used to think is you hold on to a thought while someone's speaking and you kind of listen, but you just wait to say something, you know? Yeah. Now I listen and I hear a question or questions roll through and I pick one and I throw it to where I can remember it, but I really listen to what they're saying. You know, you're listening. Yeah. I think that's called active versus passive listening where yeah. something comes up and you hold it and then you're distracted by holding the thing you wanted to tell the person Yeah. and you're not listening. And yeah, I'm sure this is great practice for, um, for being a lawyer actually, if you go yeah. that route. Yeah. Um, The weird thing about education though, um, is I couldn't have got this, this way of thinking without doing this, you know, there's certain things you can't, you cannot learn through education and that's how to grow your own set of like, you could go to class 30 times in a year, you know, one class 30 times in a semester and not learn a lick of things if you don't engage, but if you engage, you can learn the entire syllabus, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's all about how you respond to situations in your life. You know, it's all about if you're going to engage in certain things. And so, like you said, like when I'm at a convenience store, how does my mind go? It's usually when I'm in a conversation longer than 10 minutes, it goes like that. It flips. Um, but also like when it's with my friends, usually like not um, like, cause I just like me and Chris had a three and a half hour argument the other day about consciousness. I swear. And he would not give me any leeway because his argument was that it's just, he was making, he wasn't even making an argument that he believes in. He was just arguing with me because that's what he does. And so I, but like, I was just like, I wasn't arguing podcasts, arguing on him. Like I didn't have any questions. I didn't like actually debate him. I was just like, shut up, Chris. This is why you're wrong. Like we were arguing like friends, you know? Yeah, Yeah. So no, but like, when I'm talking to people, like even when I saw you at Thanksgiving, yeah, um, yeah. So, like I like switched out of podcast mode because I at, at some point I kind of went into it and I was like, I oh, know I actually want to ask him questions about like logic and law school and things like that. Yeah, that's interesting. I think it can't it can't hurt you. I think that it could only help thinking that way and talking to people that way. It could only that could only help you long term. I think. So here's my thing. Who created the, all the borders in the United States? The state borders? Yes. You know, I think there's a History Channel series on that like 10 years ago. And the stories are actually way cooler than you'd think. There's like these battles over local water access. It's, I think that's most of the borders actually these local wars between who gets which side of the creek and they end up splitting it. Yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole history channel series on that, I think. 
Well, the border of Oregon and Washington is a river. I think it's the Columbia. There you go. It's like the almost the entire time when you're oh, driving. Oh. When I because I drive to Boise and then I come down to um, Vegas when I'm driving home, and I, you drive on the the Columbia. I'm pretty sure. Now, someone can fact check me if if it's not the Columbia, but I, you basically drive on that river the entire time, and it's the border. And like mm. if you cross Portland, if you cross the border of Portland, like into um, Vancouver, Washington. Um, you're in Washington. You just cross the river and you're in Washington. So I think their border is actually is a river. Huh. And what about the middle of the desert, Nevada, California, though? Because up, up in the center, right on the line, that's Tahoe. So you split Tahoe, right? So mm-hmm. that but then what, what's this? I think it was they had Mexico at some point. There's Mexico at some point, And Nevada became a state first, I think, right? Before California, well, well, Nevada that, became Nevada became a state because Abraham Lincoln needed more votes, right? That's correct. Correct. In 1864, I think California is before that. Then I don't know. I have no idea. Was Baja California a place before that though? Tijuana was that That's still Mexico? Yeah. yeah, I know, but like right there, was that California or Mexico before? I don't think we ever gave anything back to Mexico. I think we. No, no, I'm saying it wasn't Mexico. We took it away. Like the, the bottom of California. Yeah, it was all Mexico. The whole West Coast was. Yes, but you said California was first. No, I, I thought – I was saying I think California was a state before oh, – Oh, okay. okay. But I have no idea. What does sesquicentennial mean? Because I know that that was on one of California's license plates. I have no idea. <laughs> yes, sir. Do you know? <laughs> No, I have no idea. Oh, I thought you were like trying to give me a, like a, a word lesson. No, no, whatever that means, that would that would have told us how old California is. But you know what? We'll figure it out later. Someone's from California, went to grade school there, and is shouting at this recording right now. I want to know who the fuck thought of a mirror. A mirror? Yeah, <laughs> that shit is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Have you seen early mirrors? It's no, like, I would love to right now, though. I'm about to look them up. It's like a shiny piece of metal. It's like a funhouse mirror. Oh, it's like a funhouse mirror? Okay, I could talk. Like a, it's like waves. Almost. Yeah, you can barely see yourself in it. Early what year? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. When did the mirror happen? I don't There's know. These, well, I guess we'll figure that out right now. It's like big moments in history that just... I'm sharing my screen with you. Oh, cool. There's the federal, the federal uh, bolt convex mirror. Oh, what is that? that? See, that's just like a piece of metal. <laughs> you can't even see anything. No, that can't be a mirror. It, it says early. It's probably a mirror that exists. Oh, right here. Here's a good one. Oh, wow. Yeah, look at that. That's just a piece of metal, man. <laughs> this is like what a queen would look into. It's like, you are the fairest of them all. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. You know what we figured out yesterday? Actually, sorry to everyone who is not has not listened to this episode yet because it hasn't it hasn't come out. And this one's gonna come out before that one. Um, only ten percent of the population is left-handed. God, they're evil, dude. Doesn't that sound wrong? And even and only eight point two percent are left-footed. Like it should be fifty percent. Well, I was thinking maybe like thirty-five at least. At least thirty-five. Yeah, you're right. 10%. That's what? 330,000? 
No, higher than that. It's like 30 million, right? Oh, yeah, it'd be 30 million probably because there's 330 million. A couple of liberal arts kids. Yeah. We got um, there. Yeah, because 1% would be 330,000, correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, no, 1% would be 3 million. God damn it. There's so many people, bro. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of people. You know how many yeah. Chinese people there are in the world? That's like all of the people. Four billion. Chinese in India. Chinese Indians. Right. Right. Most people are Asian. Think about yeah, that for a second. By a lot. Right? By a lot, yeah. yeah that's Most people wild. are small Asian people. Yeah. That's got to be why the, the average height is small because most Americans, I would say, are like 5'10, 5'9, 5'11, 5'12, 6 foot. I think we used to be smaller too. Like Napoleon was only like 5'7. What is that? Napoleon, you know how he was like really oh, small? Oh, yeah. He was like 5'7, which is like small, but it's not like that small. No, that's not that small. No. I think we're at, I think we've achieved like new levels of. Um, well, we were talking about it. We were like, dude, like there's a, I don't know how many, it was like 3% of the population is over seven foot. It's like, what are those people supposed to do? NBA, that's it. That's it. But th- that third 3% is more than the people in the NBA. Yeah. Well, there's oh, considerably less considerably less than one percent is in the nba yeah i forgot the number but it's like x percentage of people over seven feet are playing in the nba i forgot the actual number but it was a it was a huge number for in my opinion like wow all you have to do is be seven feet and play basketball how do you think the pyramids were made aliens you think it was aliens i have no idea man I don't know. I, there's this guy in his backyard that will show you how, in his backyard how to move gigantic stones, like the size of the stones used for the pyramid. How big is his backyard? Yeah, he lives in the middle of the country somewhere. He's probably got like 10 acres. I was going to say, like, how do you – this is how you make a 10,000-pound 10, 10, stone. Right. Yeah, look it up. It's pretty crazy. He uses hand tools, uh, simple machines like levers, pulleys, that sort of thing. I think it's possible. And it's weird that they have 10,000 pound columns like on a third level inside of the pyramid. Yeah, that's hardcore. There's a lot of things that are difficult to explain. It's also possible that, I mean, we're on the brink of wiping ourselves out right now. It's possible that that occurred previously. Yeah. Right? Do you think Atlantis existed? What is that? Is that like a sea of, or is that a, a community of underwater people? Is I'm it? thinking of like a, a lost civilization. Oh, yeah. Like advanced civilization that was lost by a flood is what I was thinking. Yeah, lost by whatever. I don't know. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's possible. It seems like every year um, there's something in the news about some human creation that puts us thousands of years earlier than we had ever thought. You know? Yeah. There's always some cave painting or some hand tool that's discovered and then dated and it, it expands our chart drastically. A question that I really want to know answered is like, when do they think we became like conscious beings? Because like Artie was a long time ago, but like, like when do they think we made that jump? Cause like all of a sudden we're like, there's like apes people who are humans, early humans. And then there's like conscious beings who like exist in like medieval times and kill each other. Like, Young Saya and like stab each other with swords. I think it's a long time before long, uh, um, Young Sire. <laughs> young Saya? Well, yes, obviously. But I'm just saying, like, it's just like a huge jump because, like, yeah. the, 
earliest people and like the earliest like ancient greece was like early and that was like really advanced it's something between like um pure survival brutalism mm -hmm. and damn it's cold we should figure this out that's probably the first thought was damn it's cold and well, that, that definitely was homo erectus made fire i'm pretty sure but that's like not really that hard. They were just rubbing sticks together and it blew and it started with flame there. <laughs> you know, like fucking my dog. No, actually my dog cannot do that. Um, but I feel like if you give chimps, actually, I don't think chimps, uh, no fire, but chimps have like stones that they use as tools. I know that. Yeah. They're in the stone age, but here's the thing. Like chimps were chimps when we were chimps. And they just stayed there. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to me that we're like, hairless beings you know, dolphins i'd like to know what dolphins are like like are dolphins dolphins conscious or how about octo octopus oh don't even talk they're aliens those things bro our closest ancestors did you have you I ever agree. seen don't no, keep going no I, I said i think i agree that's all have you seen amazon prime's twilight new twilight zone with jordan peele no uh, first episode and that's it so the second season there's an octopus one it's so crazy. I'm just going to spoil alert. If you guys want to go watch that, go watch it now and come back here after. Basically, the octopus is like killing people. And it's because the, the humans were trying to uh, figure out the octopus DNA to get so they can mutate themselves. So they could like take over the world of the underwater world, humans. Right. And fucking the octopuses did the same thing, but they took our DNA so they could take over the, the uh -huh. land world. And awesome. it was like, oh, dude. But like, they were like basically saying they're like our closest relative to them is like so far back, and they're like, they developed with a brain and eyesight and everything way better than all of ours. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, Netflix has this new movie called My Octopus Teacher. Go watch it. You might cry. I almost cried. Very close. They're cr crazy creatures. Them, them, and dolphins. I agree. Some whales too. Some whales are said to be really, really smart. Just the fact that, like, they have sonar, like, they can talk through their, like, head. Yeah, that's, you know? that's wild. And from so far away. So yeah. many. I, I don't remember how many miles, but they'll send, a, they'll send their shot and someone will pick it up miles and miles away. We are so afraid of the underwater world. Like, we are I'm so afraid. afraid. Water, I'm afraid of a dark pool. <laughs> I think um, everyone is. They better be. When I was a kid, I used to think there was a shark coming to get me if I was in the pool. It was a night. Yeah. Exactly. And the, I mean, in the ocean, we don't know what's under there. No, but we also are afraid of, oh my God, if you just drop, like if you just like picked a human up and just dropped him in the ocean at in nighttime, oh my God, the amount of fear that he would be in. I'd have a panic attack and, and drown. Oh, I don't, I, I would just be like, you know what? The worst thing, the worst thing would be drowning. The best thing would be like just having a shark eat me right now. <laughs> the shark get eaten alive by a shark. I don't know. Geppetto. Or I guess. I mean, it's just it quick. I mean, like, it's the same thing. I was talking about this with like cadence. I was like, when wild animals, I was talking about dogs chasing you and biting you, but like when you're like when a wild animal, like mountain lions stalk people, like kill people every hikers like every year, you know? Yeah. Like, it makes you really think about like how like if something wanted to kill us, they could, you know? Like we just live in cities, and so they're like a lot of us together with guns is scarier than any of them. By yeah. one, but one by ourselves, dude, we are nothing.
Let's go for a hike in a remote location. Dude, little baby uh, spiders and fucking snakes scare people. Yeah, and can kill you. Yeah. Well, snakes spider. used to eat us for sure. Yeah. Like when we were little chimps, when we were little people in like the plant, they used to eat us. That's why we're so afraid of them. They actually think that that's why that's one of the leading causes of why we got conscious because, um, and because eyesight is directly correlated with like a bigger brain. And so we had to fucking see really good because those snakes kept eating us and eating our young. So huh. we had to be really good. So our brain expanded. And then Thanks. they took mushrooms on the savannah and then they. The mushrooms is what really expanded our consciousness. I don't know if that's how it happened, but it's definitely we definitely they definitely did eat they definitely did eat mushrooms and psychedelics because there's no reason ayahuasca exists and the burning like you know, there's so many th- psychedelic like peyote that like tribes did before like they had computers and everything you know if if people think that like cannabis and like mushrooms and like ayahuasca and stuff was like a developed thing in human no people have been using that stuff forever China used it's like up they China used cannabis in like oils and everything up to like 10,000 years ago. Wow. Well, I know I was reading about something and there's, gosh, I don't remember what it was, but it was documented use of mushrooms like a thousand years ago or something. That's pretty crazy. I mean, it grows out of the fucking ground. Like, if you don't yeah. like, think about this, ten thousand years ago, all right, place people ten thousand years ago, and they burn this plant because they're like, oh, let's put it this in my oil. They burn it and they just feel great. They're gonna use it again. That's kind of what yeah. happened with cannabis. They're gonna figure it out. Like, huh. <laughs> I know. I understand love now. Man, I feel good every time I light this on fire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and even if they cooked, if they cook it too, it did the same thing. So. Mm. They bound to just like there's probably other psychedelic like plants that we just don't know about because it hasn't existed throughout time. But cannabis and mushrooms and like ayahuasca and pe- peyote and all that stuff, people figure that out. Yeah, elephants figured it out too. I don't know about psychedelics, but they'll like bury fruit and then let it ferment and get come drunk. back and get it, and they'll get wasted and go run rampant all over in the, these little Indian towns. Oh my god, dude, that's fucking cool. awesome. No, right. that's fucking – I would love to see a drunk um, elephant. A rampaging drunken elephant. Yeah, alcohol is a weird one because, like, you just leave fruit in a container for a while. You get rid of the mold and you and you um, pour the liquid in and you free – and then you, like, boil it or – I don't know how they do it, but they – you drink it and you're drunk. Yeah, you come back, come back in a few months, poison yourself. You feel yeah. – Feel okay. Weird. It, they did it with grapes for sure. Wine was definitely the first alcohol, I think. Was it? I'm oh. guessing it's in the Bible, like. True. Or yeah, 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 wine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they Jesus turned water to wine. Do you think Jesus just put a f- strawberry away and like we'll come back later, or two grapes? Right? Like we'll come back later. Yeah. And like he turned it to wine, you know. Dude, it's, it's wine. Yeah, they left that part out. They left the four, the the. The year apart. He he just invented wine. That's all. <laughs> he was just a guy from the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just came back. He's like, I'm gonna make these guys crazy. The guy he, the guy he like raised. All right, this is horrible because I do believe in God and everything. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's dude. There's a lot of things that like the Bible though is like you could definitely explain later in life. But it, you also cannot explain how they kind of predicted the Big Bang. That shit blows my mind. Where's that? What's the? Well, it's just like, well, like they just said, like for 
all the time they were like no one knew what how, how the if the universe was created or like what the hell it was but they said first there was light like oh right right and then and then it expanded and then there were stars and then there was things and then and there was life and the life evolved and to an extent that's exactly what happened yeah that like is five thousand years ago I was listening to this on a podcast and they, and well, a few days ago with Terry Burtz and um, Joe Rogan, they're basically saying like, he was, he's a Christian. He's like, that's exactly what happened. Now, did Jesus do all the, what Jesus was a person, but did he do all the mythical things that they say? We don't know. And, and like all that stuff. It's and, and, and like, now obviously it's 5,000 years ago and it's a bunch of people who put it together and everything. So it's bound to not, and be incorrect. It was created by humans, but to like, you know, it's a definitely has influenced every single Western culture until now. Yeah, it's fascinating. And Eastern culture too. All culture. There's a really direct link between psychedelics and and religion and psychedelics and Christmas for that matter. Do you know about the psychedelics and Christmas? No. You're in for a treat. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to show you. For, you know how mushrooms are like, the mushrooms that you eat are like the ones they're like red and they have like white spots on them, you know? Okay. That's why Christmas is like red and white and green and everything. And for like all like old and Christmas thing, old Christmas, like it was all mushrooms were attributed to um, Christmas. Um, like they, like, like I'll show you this. If you look up like mushrooms and Christmas, you, you see old Christmas, um, like old Christmas, like books and stuff, and it's mushrooms. It's literally those mushrooms. And which is mushrooms, like the psilocybin mushrooms? Um, I don't yep. know. Um, probably I don't know. I I, I can't speak on it because I just I just know mushrooms. Like, look, I just know mushrooms. I gotta share this to you. Mushrooms just as in a thing. Mushrooms. Like, look. Oh, cool. <laughs> and like yeah. I like all here. Let me just zoom this. Little in. kids hunting for mushrooms. Literally, Santa Claus. Oh, this is a video in Magic Mushrooms. Yeah, it is Magic Mushrooms. All right. And that's why he was floating like, the reindeer flies and everything. Uh, oh, and reindeer like eat mushrooms, like psychedelic mushrooms. They like eat them. Really? Yeah, and that's why like they – yeah, it's literally okay. crazy. Doesn't that look that's, like Christmas though? That's fascinating. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but like reindeer eat Magic Mushrooms and they like get high. Uh, Santa hat. Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't that wild? I had no idea. It's wild that we like like stories like that develop because of like other stories and stuff, you know? I wonder if they're like, I guess we could do maybe Christmas. Yeah, well, first in name, it's it's Christ's mass, right? It's his birthday. But then they're like, could we fit anything else in? Is there anything else we need to celebrate at this time of year? Someone's like, imagine we need to celebrate the mushrooms. Well, I think it's the, another thing too is like they think like some historians say that um, the burning bush was a DMT bush, like uh, and like that's why. Oh, sweet! Moses went to that place and he came back with insight because huh. he went to another realm on psychedelics and was like, "I spoke to God." Because like if you're that a long time ago and you go get placed in another realm, like we don't understand psychedelics today, but you do that then, they're like, "I spoke to God." I definitely spoke to God. And then everyone's like, well, then you must be a prophet. Yeah, there's no pop culture references. Uh, you can't see somebody do acid or mushrooms in a movie and sort of understand what it's like. If you, can't, you accidentally yeah. get hit with some psychedelics, yeah. you're going to believe that you spoke to God. You can't look it up on YouTube and just be calmed by Joe Rogan's voice. 
Yeah, I let him describe it to you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, if I totally believe that. And now here's the thing, though, that might be what like God is and spirits are. You know, like that might just be the way that humans tap into it. Like we don't know what the hell happens in the brain. Like we have no idea. Anyone who says they have any idea, whether it be all the way fundamental Christian, and they say like it's truth, not belief, and then all the way on the other side, atheists are ignorant because you can't know. Nobody knows, and that's kind of the. What, yeah, no, so what making, making an assertion about something that they can't know, except the agnostics, and they're called cowards. Yes. So that, that's, <laughs> that's the conflict we all find ourselves in. I don't want to know. That's, that's the Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, is that what he says? Well, he was, like, he was like, if there's a bearded man, if I find it through science, then I'll believe. Motherfucker, that's not belief then. You're way too smart to be that stupid. Hey, Neil deGrasse Tyson, fuck you, bud. <laughs> Just going to say that right now. Everyone yeah. tag this part to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Fuck you, you dude. <laughs> you heard it here first. I don't give – I really don't give a rat's ass how smart someone is. You're an idiot if you can just say stupid shit like that. He's a goofball, huh? He's a goofball. He is. I don't hate him, though, but fuck you. <laughs> I don't hate anybody, but just people piss me off, man. Uh I'm starting to be, I don't know if you've noticed though, but I'm starting to be more myself on these things. I used to just have be really laid back, but now I'm like, I'm starting to be more and more myself because I feel like that's the way that's being genuine. Julio, I was going to say Julio Jones, being genuine, who you are is a way better way to grow uh, a fan base than it is to have everyone like you. Like even we keep going back to Joe Rogan or any podcast, really like the big podcast, they're just who they are, you know? Yeah. You know? And then what if it doesn't work? And then you're like, oh, man, I wonder if I was just myself. I'd rather, you know, you be yourself yeah. and uh, people don't like it. Then yeah, wonder if maybe maybe if I was myself. You know, it wasn't like I wasn't being myself. It was more like I was just laying back on things I did want to say at certain points. Like that Neil deGrasse Tyson fuck you thing. I would have not said that 10 episodes ago. Held that in. <laughs> yeah. But it, honestly, he's fine. First off, he's not going to hear it. And if he does, fuck that guy. He's yeah. gonna get mad at a twenty-year-old getting mad at him because he just is saying things that he thinks. Dude, it really just pisses me off when people just say like they know things, like about like belief and stuff like that. Like I literally hate atheists. Like they're like I literally. This is horrible. I didn't hate Stephen Hawking, but like I hated him because like dude, like I do not like atheists. I do not like fundamental Christians either, who like are like super like if you're gay, you're going to go to hell. Those people either kind of piss me off, but it's like, dude, it's, we live on this planet together. And if you keep telling people that they're idiots for the way they live their life or they're horrible humans, you're making it worse for everybody. You know, most atheists that I've, that I've met and have known are atheists. They can't just have their beliefs. They have to deconstruct people, which is dangerous for them and annoying to everybody around them. The problem I see with anything that you hold so true, you know, like gravity for example. I gave this example to someone. We know gravity. I think it was you. We know gravity exists. You keep dropping a pen. It's going to drop every time. And if someone's coming up yelling at you saying, this is not going to fucking drop. You'd be like, get away from me. You're insane. Yeah. But it, when it gets to the things that like people hold is true, but like they don't know what, like the fact that like all right i'll give you an example like 
the differences between uh, men and women are like men and women are equal, you know? Some people are very far on the other side and they say like, there's no differences for men and women. And the other people are like, dude, there's only differences between men and women. It's like, first off, you want to look at the differences. We're both the same species. So we're very much alike compared to any other thing ever. We're the closest things you can get to each other than I almost exact. And two, there are differences. That's why babies are created. I mean, like that's like, you, if you can't like, but if you go in any of the extremes, there's somebody sitting there yeah. where they're just going to yell at you. It's like, all right, first off, sexuality, like 90 something percent of the population is attracted to the opposite sex. And I'm not saying being gay is bad or anything, but like that's evolution to create more life. That's just science working through science. So therefore there is differences between them. Because especially if you were homosexual, there wouldn't be a difference. Because think about it. You're, only, you're attracted to the same because you're not attracted to the difference. Therefore, there is a difference. I'm using my own logic on their arguments. Yeah, of course. Of course. There's, there's a, yeah, you're only attracted to the same in the context of there being a different. Yep. Of course. And, and, but again, we're humans. So we're more closely related than we're not, you know. And we yeah. can create offspring, which is insane. It is insane. And we bred with gorillas. Did you know that? Insane. I had no idea. <laughs> I don't think we created human life, but we definitely had sex because with gorillas, like, like, missed gorillas, like, our pubic lice is way too similar to their pubic lice. Like today's gorillas, as we know them in the zoo. Well, like gorillas' ancestors and our ancestors, kind of. Huh. We know we fucked like other humans and stuff. <laughs> Oh, Neanderthals? Neander yeah, I think it's talls. Is it Neanderthal? I don't know. Is Neanderthal? Like I does like saying Neanderthal. Yeah, does that reflect my cartoonish understanding of yes. uh, human history? There's also <laughs> another one of called like the Denisovans. I've never heard of that one. It was they found it in Russia, Siberia, I think, in a cave in the Denisova cave. I think. Huh. So like that's why they call it that. Hmm. Um, why are we called sapiens? Doesn't doesn't that mean something about uh, knowing knowledge? I'm gonna look it up. I think that's the root word. I'm gonna look up the word sapien. See, doesn't this one feel more loose, anyways? Yeah, it does. It helps. I think it helps to not be in my office. I think it does too. You were very like held back last time. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It doesn't give me a description of what. I'm sorry, that's horrible. It just says higher classification, homo, and he just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, can't not laugh. It's like the word poop for kids. Yeah. yeah. I'm apologist. I'm still a kid. People listening to this, if they're like trying to listen to something that's like, like I mean, I would say I teach people things, but like, dude, I'm still a kid. Like, I'm gonna fuck up and say stupid shit and laugh about dumb things. We were just laughing. We were just laughing about Jesus creating wine through fermentation. All right, let's. I'm 20. He's 28. All right. And pretty and and fairly immature, I, I would say. Dude, you're really Aren't dudes like immature until like 30, anyways? It takes us. A I, I've read that. Yeah. yeah. Women mature like 18, 19. Yeah. No. Well, it makes sense because like most men lived till they were like 35 when they were older and like they needed their ability to go hunt things most of their life and protect, you know, women need to have the child and 
raise kids and raise kids make sure the kid doesn't die yeah i thought about this the other day when i thought about how complex the woman's body is it, the reason is because like they had it had to be complex because they had to be ready for another life you know yeah they're evolutionary speaking getting rid of eggs to grow new eggs is better for human life yeah they're magic magic little life creating things it's amazing who created masturbation or do you think it always existed hmm well monkeys do it they do yeah oh my god that's hilarious so it goes back a long long time i think where do they go what are they what do they masturbate to i have no idea i don't know if they're thinking about anything they just do it because it feels good <laughs> yeah they're just doing that's it. fucking funny i know they don't do they fuck for pleasure um they must if they masturbate right i don't think they choose though like like women females choose you know like you we have you choose who you're gonna you want to have sex with you don't want to have sex with everybody i think um when they're mating like they're in heat and they just fuck everything and then you know like the powerful man like run scares away the little weak weak men but like the woman doesn't choose him you know Ah, uh, okay. She doesn't. She doesn't have her say. I mean, evolutionarily speaking, for humans, it makes more sense for to choose because then women are one going to choose men that are not that weak. You know, not weak and like weak, but like weak and like all the ways successful and being a good father. And then two, um, uh, it lets weak men like who necessarily wouldn't in the animal kingdom have children because there are there is a woman who would choose him. You know, so yeah. there is like a selection process. It's better to select than not to select. Obviously, that's why we exist. So, well, good talk. Good talk. On that note, <laughs> did you have fun? I did. This is a lot of fun. I'm glad you could come on. Hey, that's actually the first time anyone has told me good talk because I usually just say, "All right, I'm done." <laughs> That was actually like I needed it to happen because like I sorry. no you don't have to be sorry I was done too. Um, I would do this again, just like I said last time. So if you lose the audio, I'm here for it. No, honestly, I need to post this because I I want that clip of Neil deGrasse Tyson to go viral. Make <laughs> that thumbnail. I'm going to. Hey, Neil deGrasse Tyson, fuck you, dude. Yeah. I actually don't hate you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I just want that to point that out. I don't hate anyone. I'm just saying. Fuck you. And on that note, I'll see you guys later. Later, man. Did you guys enjoy that episode of the Calling to Man's Answer Show? I know you did. I was there myself. It was so much fun. If you guys do like this, do not forget to subscribe to me on your favorite streaming platform so you guys can stay updated with the Calling to Man's Answer Show. Please engage with me more so I can give you guys a better learning experience. Follow me on my Instagram page at Calling to Man's and always stay demanding answers.